Buckle up for a Radio 191 FM podcast. And this morning I am joined by a very special guest. I am currently chatting to Sam from one of my favorite bands. They're called the Jungle Giants. They've just returned from a big old tour and have a fantastic single to show for it. How are you doing today, Sam? I'm great. I'm great, thank you. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Pleasure is all mine. First and foremost, please tell us a little bit about your brand new single. Well, I mean, it's funny. Uh, So the brand new song that we've released is called Rakata. But during the tour, we just did our Trippin' Up tour. So we're in this funny situation where we just did a single tour for Trippin' Up. And then at the very end of that tour, we released a brand new song. So we're pumping them out right now. But uh, yeah, two new ones, Trippin' Up and Rakata. So cool. And as you were saying before, you released those two tunes after the tour. Would you say that those tunes influenced the type of music you played on tour? Did you maybe chuck in a few tasters in there? Well, it was actually, it was fun making the set this time because um, Trippin' Up's obviously like a really fast track. Um, and, you know, some of our older tracks are like super fast. I think one of them's 200 BPM which kind of matched up to Trippin' Up, which was kind of nice because Trippin' Up has like, you know, some elements of DNB, a little slower than DNB, but it matched up really nice. And then Rakata is on the completely up opposite side of the scale. It's slow, a bit sexy. And uh, there was a track in the set that we had that we didn't quite want to play anymore. And then Rakata just totally fit exactly where it was. So we were really happy. The, fre- the, the set felt really fresh. Uh, and there was these nice peaks and, and dives in the set that felt great. So I think it, it's like one of our favorite sets we've played in a long time. And where did you embark on the tour? Because it, it was quite a big one. Yeah, it was. It's funny. Like it felt it, it felt like when I was looking at the dates, it didn't seem that bad. But it was uh, it was 17 dates uh, across, um, you know, like five weeks or so. Um, we went to like Hobart, Adelaide, Perth. And then we popped over to Auckland and Wellington, which was really fun. Um, then we did a couple of shows in in um, Brisbane and Forum in, in um, Melbourne, where I live. And all of them were absolutely great. We met. We noticed a really cool thing where um, we had multiple shows in, in in a lot of cities. And on the sold out night, like the, the 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 like OG night that we put on sale first, a lot of like old fans and new fans. And then the second shows were full of like new fans that were just checking out the band for the first time, which was really cool. What's your favorite part about playing to new crowds? Um, it's funny. They're very responsive to like, I I often like engage with the crowd. So I was, you know, during this tour, I was doing a thing where I'm making a collection of cowboy hats. And so I was enticing people to bring cowboy hats. And I noticed like new fans are like, whoa, this guy's like a chatty, like crazy guy. And, then, you know, I think people react very well to that. You can always tell it's new fans because they don't quite know the song lyrics, but they're moving their mouth <laughs> like in time with the, with the syllables. But it's cool. It's cool. And then when it's like the OG fans that, you know, they're singing everything and they brought bedazzled cowboy hats. It's, it's funny you bring that up because I was actually just about to ask that. 
as a punter, as a as a humble punter, I'm sure we all know going to see new bands is so much fun. But sometimes mm. you don't know the lyrics and you yeah. feel a little bit left out. When you're on stage and you look out into the crowd, can you tell who's pretending to know the words and who actually Absolutely. knows them? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, it's all about like, you know, it's a smiling face mouthing along. Like that almost counts as singing to me. Uh, you know, and but I also do like when I'm having a lot of fun, I like I count down, you know, I'm like one, two, it just it just happens like, I, you know, it just happens. I don't even remember doing it. But I noticed that when it's new fans, the countdown really helps because if they don't quite know the song, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm letting them know something's about to happen. So it's like it's all quite self-explanatory once you're there. <laughs> so cool it's almost like a little bit embarrassing to know <laughs> that the artist can tell because I, I, I feel like you <laughs> only the front row can't don't see you. yeah okay yeah i know isn't that weird like you, it's funny <laughs> but you totally can see like everybody um i i do the same thing like when i'm in a crowd and like you know watching a band you feel like it's just you and your friends but not to like make everyone make anyone feel weird but you can see but i also think that's nice when you're trying to engage with the crowd and have a chat you know, you can you can look directly into their eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and the Jungle Giants are absolute experts on crowd control. Of course, <laughs> one of your newest releases, Rakata, is a bilingual tune, which is yes. a step in a different direction for Jungle Giants. Tell us mm -hmm. a little bit about the creation of that track. Um, it began as a, just like any other track, like I was making at home. Uh, I mean, I mess with samples a lot these days. So I found a really cool sample of a Spanish woman singing. I didn't know what she was saying, but I liked the delivery, delivery and the and the melody. So I just kind of was, you know, cutting it together and making a melody I liked, all with the intention to sing English eventually over that melody. And then when it came time to do that, I realized like it, the song sounded so much worse. Like just it just sounded so much better in Spanish. And I was like, wow, okay, like. I need to find a Spanish singer now. It's actually pretty lucky. We were just about to go to Mexico at that time. So I went to Mexico with the song and met up um, with, with with a girl called Renee who sings on the track. Um, there was like a list of people I was going to talk to. And when I met Renee, I was like, this is her. This She's perfect. You know, I feel like we were really similar. I, she's very passionate, intense about music, hardworking, and, and just a really kind of interesting, fun person. So we met up and then we decided to do the song and then we went to a cafe had a margarita had a taco in in um, mexico city and we brought out our notepads and she helped me make the lyrics and we just kind of made a little story that i absolutely love and then we just recorded a couple of days later and uh I, for me you you i hope you can tell that we're you we're, we're becoming good friends during that whole journey so in the film clip you can see on youtube now it's there's a lot of just us hanging out and talking and it's totally just us actually talking and getting to know each other, like telling stories about our part, our exes, like just all this stuff. We're just getting to know each other. We've become such good friends. And I like that. I like when music brings people from opposite ends of the world together. I think that's a really cool thing. I completely agree. And I think that at the end of the day, that is the whole sole purpose of music you know it is <laughs> to connect people to yep. put a smile on people's faces and exactly like you were saying just before you had a music video alongside it where <laughs> you guys are just hanging out and having fun 
would you say that this track is one of the more enjoyable tunes that you've made but more fun I mean, they're all different. You know, some are some are like harder than others. I like all this all the tracks I put out. I love um, this one was just yeah. I think this one was kind of just like a strangely natural forming one because I made it just before Mexico, finished it in Mexico, and then you know then the band were leaving, and then my manager was like, "Dude, why don't you just like stay?" and film the film clip because you know we know we we love the song why don't you just film it with renee while you're here it makes so much sense and so this the whole journey was one like encapsulated moment which usually a song isn't it's kind of like you make it now a couple of months later you you finish editing it then you do the video another couple of months later and that was just all one you know beautiful little journey to mexico and i th- i thought that was really cool it kind of felt an open and closed book by the time it was done um so you know it was really fun and definitely one of my favorites one recurring theme that I have noticed a lot with artists, particularly in the last six months or so, a lot of artists are saying that songs are coming quite naturally and they're finding that those songs that are coming a bit more naturally, are they feel like it's their best pieces of work so far. Do you think that that's a reflection of the post-COVID come-downs coming through or what do you what would you attribute to that it could be I think that's just part of the it's part of the journey you know you know like um I've had you know over the years some that come it's funny like some come in like 45 minutes and it's like I'm done and I love that feeling that's that's like the best feeling uh then there's some where you you like something about it you don't quite know you spend months doing it and then just something finally ticks at the end I also love that feeling. That's a that's a really satisfying feeling. I think like, you know, it's different for every artist, but some do come naturally, some you got to wrestle, but by the end you get it done, you know, and and the ones that you release are the ones that you finally finish wrestling with and you you've gone it's perfect. It's done. And what do you do going about holding out tunes for big projects or deciding to release them as singles? I mean, sometimes singles, single tracks kind of speak for themselves. You can pretty much tell, especially when you show friends, there's always, you know, it's a single when people's eyes light up immediately. And this, you know, there's something for me, for me, one thing I like in a single is it's, it's not too hard to understand straight away, but there's a lot of surprises in it. So it's, it can suggest towards the record that's going to be released. Also, it's pretty it grabs your attention straight away and i feel like there's tracks that are pretty obvious when they're like that um i always give them personally i give them a dance test like so if there's a track i'm making and then i like don't even remember dancing but then i'm like up on the couch dancing i'm like that this this is giving me a sign um and also i'll play them at parties um and, you know even unannounced i'll just put it on like while we're like at a party and i'll just watch people's reactions and and, and reactions are pretty important when i'm coming up with a which single it's going to be coming from my personal experience in electronic music i know that the process of testing out new music can be quite easy for djs because they can just sort of plug in a tune and <laughs> run it out whereas with bands there's obviously Mm -hmm. more of a process behind testing out new music what is the most challenging part about integrating new music into your sets i mean 
one i think you're totally right like it's really it's like an emotional thing when you're showing someone a track for the first time because there's certain things in this song you really hope they react to uh you know and i'm st- usually when i show someone a track I'm, I'm staring at their eyebrows i'm like what is it going to move up with the bit that i want them to i've i've learned to kind of control that a bit more i tend to not show people songs until i think that they're done to a certain extent so so that, so the idea of the song is out and it's and you can't really confuse it um when by the time the song's out then i you know i've gone through all that process and i'm happy and excited for it to be out and that's when we put songs in the track i never really i ne- i never like playing songs pre-release um and you know that might be connected to that i think it's just better for me to make sure that the song is working you know as a, in a production standpoint um as opposed to testing out live cuz the way i make tracks is you know kind of have it's produced you know it's in, it's in a it's in a studio and i kind of build all the bits together as opposed to a live recording so for me it's uh you know by the time it's out and we're playing it i'm just jacked up and i'm excited what would be your number one piece of advice for artists trialing out new music and not taking other people's reactions too personally I'd say pick who you're going to show it to. Um, I, that's something that I, you know, I've kind of learned over the years. You know, show it to someone that you trust, also someone that understands music. That's a really important thing. Like if you just show it to like a random person that doesn't even really like music, that reaction is really just going to, by nature, disappoint you. And you should make sure it doesn't affect how you think about the song. So choose someone that's on your level. um in terms of just energy they love music you know they'll get the references all that stuff just pick pick your fire bouncing off that do you think that that method could also create some space for bias i think well i think it just depends how you make your music like when i'm making my music i try to i try to be inclusive you know i think though people it's it, it, you know it's if you if you're making music that you want a lot of people to like that's a good thing but then when you i think when you're sharing it you need to share it because it's it's in that incubation period when you're not totally finished and i think you need to be really careful of uh, your own emotions there so it's better to show someone in a in a safe environment so you don't kind of go oh they didn't like it so it must be bad that's not ne- that's not the case you know you just got to you got to be kind to yourself in those situations brilliant words sam and as you were explaining earlier the jungle giants are doing some incredible work in the music scene at the moment what is coming up for you in the near future uh well I just got back home from tour and i'm back at the studio which is great um and over the next couple of months it's going to be couple uh, a couple new tracks coming out and then um early next year a uh an album which I'm really excited about but um yeah we're hit we're off to the states in about 5 weeks which I'm excited about I'm going to go back to Mexico to see Renee and uh and then we're going to do a tour and uh yeah we'll actually be back in NZ in uh September Woohoo have those September dates been released yet I'm actually uh <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but uh watch this space. Maybe uh check our Instagram. We'll do a post about it soon. Cool. We'll we'll plug it. We'll circle back. <laughs> oh, legend. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for your time today, Sam. Congratulations on ending a tour, releasing two new singles and about to gas on to another one. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
You've chosen the Radio 191 FN podcast, a fine choice indeed. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz and wherever quality podcasts hang out.